Hey fans, before we get going, just wanted to send out a reminder that you can head to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds, where you can choose to support this podcast, or you can send us voice messages. We certainly appreciate either, so head over to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds. Please show us some love. Now let's get on to the show. Is the Go Blue Crew. Hi everyone, this is episode 108 of the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick, joined by Derek Devine. First off, Happy New Year, Derek. Happy New Year to you, Tyler. It's good to, you know, still be doing this thing and in, in the in famous 2020. 2020. Yeah, it's not a new decade though. I need it's to throw that out there. Do explain. Well, because there would be no year zero, right? Hmm. You would start with year one. Hmm. So at the end of this year, we will uh, be moving, to, like we're moving toward a new decade right now. Next yeah. year will be the gotcha. start of a new decade. Gotcha. It, that that would be something that you would uh, get behind. It just, <laughs> I got to be a contrarian like that. Uh, Michigan did not start the new year, or if you want to call it the new decade, whatever, on a very good note, 87-69 loss to Michigan State on the road. I don't think many people gave the Wolverines much of a chance, and they hung around for a while, but it did feel like one of those games that they were never going to win, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, you know, I I feel like I was not super surprised. I didn't go into the matchup thinking Michigan would win. Um, I was thinking that they might be able to give – uh, Michigan State a better run. Um, it kind of the game kind of went how I thought it would uh, up until the end. Uh, Michigan hung around right around the ten point deficit mark, uh, and I thought maybe Michigan would find a way to both both before the game and during the game. I thought Michigan would find a way to you know cut it within three four, uh, make things interesting sometime in the second half, and you know it really never happened. They had a little bit of a run in the spurt there, but it was never enough to to really make it feel like they were in the game. And, and yeah, you lose 87-69, it's a score that looks, uh, I mean, it looks as bad as it is, I guess. And for me, I guess I just want to take a look at where they can go from here. Uh, and without focusing too much on the rematch against Michigan State, kind of what the Wolverines could look like um, heading into that next matchup. Well, the big thing right now is Isaiah Livers. Uh, I haven't seen anything new on his return, although things uh, recently have, have looked like they're not as bad as once feared. Keeping in mind that he wasn't able to play against Michigan State, what is the gap? Like, what is the difference between Michigan and Michigan State right now? I'd say the gap is pretty big just because of the way Cassius Winston plays in big games, especially against Michigan. I saw something the other day where basically said that he was like three of his best four games or something along those lines were against Michigan. And so, I mean, he's a solid player. And I think that because of what he can be on offense, that maybe Michigan's point guard leader is unable to be. I think that that alone is, is a big enough gap. Uh, just the way he can score and distribute. Uh, Xavier Simpson's a great leader, uh, one of the best distributors, uh, and still one of the best point guards in the country, but they're just such different players when it comes to being playmakers and scorers. And I think that that will allow the gap to 
continue to to be in, in Michigan State's favor, uh, especially this year with the roster Michigan has. Yeah, Michigan State has one of the best point guards in the country in Cassius Winston, and Michigan has a, a really good point guard. But the big difference between them is that Cassius Winston can create his own jump shot, whereas with Xavier Simpson, you got to respect it a little bit, but you're totally fine if the game comes down to him hitting 15 footers and back because he hasn't been able to do it very consistently when when uh you know teams put some some pressure on him to hit that shot he can hit the he can hit those shots in the rhythm of the offense but very rarely do you see him with the ball dribbling around creating his own jump shot very good on the drive obviously and then he can dish the ball with the best of them but Michigan State and and Louisville and in Michigan's losses this year Xavier Simpson is, is he's taking more shots and he's not distributing the ball as much. And when when you're not able to uh, take over a game quite in the same way that Cassius Winston can, then that's that's going to be an issue. And you you got to turn to somebody else. And without Isaiah Livers in there, you know maybe you're looking at uh, Franz Wagner or Eli Brooks, and and neither of them were really able to make a big difference against Michigan State, but. That'll be the key thing in the rematch, whether Isaiah Livers is there or not. It can't all fall on the shoulders of Xavier Simpson. You have to be able to rely on another shooter. It's just a matter of who that's going to be. Yeah, so I, I'd say for the the rematch, obviously Isaiah Livers helps a ton. Uh, Michigan being able to play the next one at home helps a ton. And, and I would assume that uh, Cassius Winston will play well, but the game he had, the 32 points, how efficient he was, I mean, he was absolutely incredible. Uh, had nine assists as well. Uh, Xavier Tillman had a, a great game with 20 points, and so you've got to hope that they can keep Winston from going off like that uh, in Ann Arbor and then you know hope that other players uh, – don't step up for Michigan State. Uh, at the same time, you've got to hope that Isaiah Livers is healthy, uh, playing great basketball, and that someone else can contribute. Uh, similar to, to how they did, I guess. I mean, John Teske had a pretty good game. Brandon Johns had an okay game. Uh, Wagner, was he had a couple of moments there. But there was essentially no help from from uh, Eli Brooks, uh, really his most quiet game of the season. So, you know, moving forward, uh, at the time we've recorded this, uh, Michigan's a night away from playing Purdue. Purdue's coming off of potentially their worst game ever. Seemed like their worst game ever, at least from the box score. I think they literally scored 37 points at Illinois. Now, again, Michigan lost to Illinois. Illinois is a team uh, that can beat probably anyone in the Big Ten. Um, and also the Big Ten is full of a conference of teams who can really beat up on each other, especially when they're at home. So, you know, moving forward, I've got to see something um, that, you know, a little bit more, I guess, that just leads me to believe that they can actually uh, do damage in the Big Ten tournament. Because right now you've seen the best of the best from Michigan. Uh, you've seen them play pretty poorly as well. Uh, and I, I feel like in the Big Ten, that's going to potentially be a disaster. Yeah, you're going to have to plateau at some point or at least uh, become more consistent and still trend upward. I know this rematch is a month away. But Michigan has now lost four in a row to Michigan State, and if they lose again, it'd be five in a row, and you're not guaranteed another shot at them this season unless you meet in the postseason. Is that going to be a, a like a, a storyline as we move forward? Uh, uh, you know, I got 
20th uh, ranked Penn State and, and uh, 11th ranked Ohio State still coming up and, you know, other games in between there. But as we get closer to Michigan State, are we going to be thinking more about the possibility of going over their last five and potentially not getting another crack at it until next season? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I think that, that that's in play, of course. Uh, you hope that Michigan finds a way to win that game, even if they don't. Uh, it's, I mean, man. That's tough, and, and you know what? Without, I don't want to take this completely different direction, but if, if you want it to, we can. I'm in this weird spot this season, and I, I want to say disinterested because I'm I'm definitely invested in in the in the team and, and what they're able to accomplish so far, and the ups and downs, and and feel like there's some really awesome moments to be had this season. But it's so weird when you look at the recruiting trail uh, and the the guys that are committing to play for Michigan. And I just can't help, but, you know, naturally kind of look forward to how different things could look next year with some of these five-star recruits potentially joining the Wolverines and, and even some of the four-star guys. I mean, it's full of players who are just so much different than that's on Michigan's roster right now. And so when I look at the potential of kind of going oh for the last five against Michigan state and what that will mean, whether they get a shot or not or what that uh, implies for next season, it just feels kind of almost irrelevant what happens this season because it seems like things are just going to change so fast. And it's almost shifted my perspective on how I feel this season. I want to see Juwan Howard and the guys play really well. I think, again, there's going to be some really bright moments uh, left in the season. I think there's going to be some some tough moments. But regardless, things are really going to change uh, going into next season, and we'll see – kind of how much that's on a guy like Jawan Howard's mind is he's obviously very focused on the recruiting trail uh, in the middle of what could still be a special Michigan basketball season. Somehow I knew you were going on the recruiting trail and, and thinking about what the future could look like. I've thought about that too. My big thing is I wonder in the next uh, season or two, how will what's currently at Michigan gel with what's coming? Because it's, it's two different recruiting philosophies that got them there will it work out will there be some bumps just because of uh uh you know the the, the philosophies that uh john beeline and now juan howard have when it comes to recruiting i think uh that's what i'm looking forward to in the future seeing how the how those two factions of players mix together uh before michigan plays michigan state again on on february 8th i i i can't count that quickly the number of games coming up but it, it you know it's it's eight eight or so is, would be my guess just glancing um do you do you see like maybe brandon johns being able to become a more reliable shooter or uh franz wagner continuing to find himself like like what do you see from michigan right now that gives you hope uh something will emerge in in the next month you know i, I want to pick uh franz wagner but i just haven't seen enough consistency from him to to really get that feel that like hey he's turning the corner like he's gonna do some really big things he's had some quiet good games Uh, so yeah I think Brandon Johns is a guy who is going to continue to to have a role as especially as he becomes more confident Uh, I think that he's going to have a game or two uh, where we kind of sit back and say wow like he could be a really really good player 
Um, and then I also expect a guy like John Teske to have uh, some monster games. I mean, I'm not talking the, the 15 points, 12 rebounds. I mean, like a 25-point game where he's hitting his threes, he's getting everything he wants down low. Uh, I think that he'll have some games like that. And obviously, if, if a guy like John Teske can go off or Brandon Johns can have a big game, Isaiah Livers comes back uh, healthy and, and can put up 22, 25 points. I mean, any performance like that in college basketball, especially in the Big Ten, where some of these games are going to be low-scoring affairs, are obviously going to be helpful for the Wolverines. And so I'm just hoping that in that stretch of games before Michigan State, again, like you mentioned, you've got a ranked Penn State, ranked Ohio State. Who knows who could be ranked uh, out on that schedule by the time Michigan gets to them. But there's a lot of opportunity, uh, big opportunities on the road, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, uh, every every team is, is play, has played well at one point pretty much in the Big Ten uh, outside of really Northwestern. And, I mean, even Iowa, they, Michigan allowed Iowa to put up a ton of points even in a win. So you just got to gotta find the, the players who you can rely on. Hopefully Michigan finds a consistent scorer and, and things can kind of trend up as, as Michigan approaches the rematch with Michigan State. So I was right, uh, eight games between now and the next one against Michigan State, the thing I'm looking for is like a combination between Eli Brooks and David DeJulius because those two, at least early in the season, were the best of the bunch at creating their own shot. And I know, you know DeJulius is not getting in as often, but when he is in, you can see that in him. Like, like he's uh, eager to have the ball in his hands, create some space and pull up. I wish he would stop pulling up for long twos. That's been a little bit annoying. Have you noticed that too? Yep. But uh, that's, that's in him. That's something he can do. And and the same thing with, with Eli Brooks, I think, uh, you know, those two guys will, will determine a lot going forward, especially if Isaiah livers continues to stay out because obviously he's another one who can create his own shot he's and he can he can drive really well too and 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 finish uh through some contact so something we we've kind of made a habit out of when it comes to basketball uh we we tend to come on this show right off of a big loss or a big win or like like something that's that's riding high or, or low and i gotta ask what are your updated uh expectations based on what we've seen now through uh an 87 69 loss against michigan state that's tough uh because i'm still trying to figure out what we're gonna get out of michigan i mean it's a team that's 10 and 4 you you look at the the losses and you lost to uh former number one team in the country uh you lost to michigan state who started number one in the country uh, you lost to Illinois, which is just you know in in the in the midst of is anyone going to win on the road in the Big Ten? And you and you lose to a an Oregon team that's just been dominant too. And so it's not it's not like Michigan has a really a bad loss yet. You could say, uh, and they have some great wins. And so I guess my expectation is that they can just sustain the level of play they've had, where maybe they lose to a couple of great teams and. And maybe they beat a couple of good teams. Um, and if they can avoid the the really bad losses, the performances like like they had maybe against uh, a Louisville, but say it comes at Nebraska, um, I think that they'll be okay. And so where I'm at is I think that Michigan finishes as a as a ranked team. I think that the top 25 this year is going to have 
uh, more more uh, higher numbers in the in the lost column than years previous, just because of the the parity in college basketball right now. But I expect Michigan to end the season ranked and and be in the in the top, probably the top third at least of the Big Ten. So I guess one way you could look at Michigan's losses this year three uh, three of the four have come against current or former top ten teams. Two of those came against current or former. Uh, number ones and then you got Illinois thrown in there and then Oregon's a top 10 team so these aren't bad losses it's not a bad 10 and 4 by any stretch of the imagination especially considering uh, the wins against North Carolina and Gonzaga I I think I'm with you in that I I would would expect a top 25 finish Um, the Big Ten's gonna be so tough like you mentioned to win on the road that gives me not much of a, a look into like what the big 10 tournament might look like, but you know, to keep in mind, we, we just started the new year. There's a lot of basketball to be played. Uh, I am looking forward to on the road against Minnesota and Iowa back to back. I think going on the road uh, is where you'll, you'll find out a lot about your team, especially in the big 10. And if they can pull off that pair of wins and then maybe be a, a ranked Penn state at home, then we're talking about expectations uh, continuing to climb because I haven't seen anything so far that makes me gloom and doom. It's not there. You know, they're, they haven't been close uh, in two of their losses really, but well, they didn't finish close against Michigan state. It, it was a little bit closer than the final score indicates, but um, I think there's still plenty there to be excited about. So that's going to do it for us today. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Ty underscore Fenwick, and you can follow Derek at Divine Identity. Thank you for listening. Go Blue. Go Blue.